down in twos. <laughs> nah, we do. Baby, read. Even the secrets are secret. I do. That's for everybody in the league, your scouts, whoever got the Grizzlies when y'all play us. Yeah, I do got a longer arm is the left. I mean, y'all not going to stop it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Ball Street Journal podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be reviewing the Los Angeles Clippers offseason. The Clippers last year, they finished as the number eight seed in the Western Conference with the record of 42-40. and 40. They then lost to the Timberwolves in the first playing game um, on the road at Minnesota. They had a second chance where they then played the Pelicans at home to still get into the playoffs. But unfortunately, on the day of the, the play-in game, Paul George had a positive COVID test. He could not play in the game. He was out. And the Clippers ended up losing to the Pelicans. And even though they finished with the record of 42 and 40, the Pelicans finished with the record of 36 and 46. With this new play uh, system, you know, this this is what can happen. A team can sneak into the playoffs. And in a one-game uh, circumstance, anything can happen. And we saw that. Paul George had a positive COVID test, entered health and safety protocols. And uh, in the fourth quarter, the, you could tell the Clippers were missing a closer. And the Pelicans had Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum and to close out that game, and the Clippers did not make the playoffs. But I think for the Clippers, it was never about last year. Once they realized Kawhi Leonard was not going to come back, he hurt his ACL the previous year in the series against the Jazz. And there was whispers throughout the year that, you know, Kawhi's recovery is going great. He's ahead of schedule. He may come back. He may come back towards the end of the year. He may come back for the playoffs. But I think given Kawhi's track record and his earlier injury recovery history, we've seen that he's someone that really does take his time. He wants to come back when he does feel 100% is absolutely sure of himself. And ultimately, Kawhi did not come back. And so for the Clippers, it was, again, never about last year once they realized that Kawhi was not going to be back. They did a great job last year. I mean, you got to give credit to Tyron Lue. Um, just an absolutely great coach. Paul George wasn't out for an extended period of time with his elbow injury. And then Kawhi was out the whole season. And he still led them to a, a, a record of 42 and 40. They finished above 500 in the competitive Western Conference. I mean, I thought that was one of the great coaching jobs of last year. Uh, you know, the Clippers just played with pure heart. And they were rolling out lineups where you, you may not recognize some of these players, but Ty Lue just did a great job of rallying the team. And uh, they, they they did a great job. But I think one thing that went underrated in the Clippers season was in the at the trade deadline, they swooped in and they grabbed Norman Powell and Robert Covington from the Blazers, who were looking to offload salary. And I think this is the advantage you have when you have an owner like Steve Ballmer, whose pockets are so deep. He's the richest owner. He was willing to acquire those players, add salary to a team that ultimately did not make the playoffs. He knew that by adding those players, there was no guarantee to make the playoffs this year. But it was really to help the team the following year. But he was still willing to eat that salary, stay in the luxury tax, add more salary. And then by in that sense, like add to his luxury tax bill um, because he's willing to take on long-term money to help the team in the future, even though it may come at a cost in the, uh, in the present. And so in the offseason, 
the Clippers, their moves were the they lost Isaiah Hartenstein or Hartenstein to the Knicks. I think that was their one big free agency loss. They also lost Rodney Hood and Jay Scrub. They added Moses Brown. They drafted Musa Debate with the 43rd pick. They then also, their big offseason signing was John Wall, who was bought out by the Rockets and then signed a contract with the Clippers. They then brought back some of their own free agents. They re-signed Nick Batum, Amir Coffey. They signed Covington to an extension. And then they also re-signed Xavier Moon. And they voided the option on Ivica Zubac and also signed him to a, an extension. So, I mean, the Clippers are just absolutely loaded. If you go through their depth chart, and so say the starters, right? The point guard is going to be John Wall or Reggie Jackson. I think looking like based on what John Wall was saying, maybe he was promised a starting role. Let's say he's the starter. Then you got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard as your wings. They could start Nick Batum or Marcus Morris as the power forward. And then Zubac at the center position. They always have lineup versatility. They could play Kawhi at the four. They could start then Norman Powell along with PG and Leonard. So you have like an all-wings lineup. Uh, I mean, if you look at this team, that, so say their starters are John Wall, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Batub, and Zubac. Off the bench, you then have Jackson, Powell, Marcus Morris, Terrence Mann, and Robert Covington. And then their 11th man is potentially Luke Kennard. I mean, this rotation runs 11 players deep. They're all quality players. And the Clippers are just absolutely loaded. This team, I mean, on paper, if everyone does stay healthy, and that's always the big question with the Clippers, you got to say they're up there with the Warriors. This has to be the favorites coming out of the West. Uh, the line of versatility that they have, then just the number of wing players that they have on, and they're two-way players, offense, defense, Leonard, Powell, Paul George, Morris, Covington. I mean, they can withstand an injury to one of those guys, and they would still be 10 or 9 deep. Uh, they're absolutely going to be a monster on defense. And you know when you have Ty Lu, you have a championship coach. He's going to get the best out of his players on a night-to-night basis. He's going to find lineups that work. He's going to know when to make substitutions. He's going to, uh, I think the big challenge for Ty Lu this year, you know, when you do have a team that's 11 deep, yeah, you have a lot of depth, but then players can get unhappy when they don't get playing time. And it's going to be a challenge for Ty Lu on how to keep everyone happy. Going into this season, there's really two big questions for the Clippers. Number one is, can their stars stay healthy? Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, I think in total, they have in their three seasons together, Paul George has played around 130 games. Kawhi Leonard has played 102 games, which is just a shocking number. I mean, you had the shortened season the first year at 72 games. Uh, you also had a shortened their second season, which was also a 72-game regular season. And then last year, of course, we know Kawhi missed all of last year. But still, I mean, that's really been the question for the Clippers. When they're healthy and coming since they signed PG and Kawhi, I think their their mantra, their motto has always been, we want to keep our stars healthy. If we have them healthy and we go into the playoffs with our full team, we like our chances. And, you know, the Clippers will say that first year, they, you know, they they lost because they were in the bubble. They never really wanted to be there. You know, everyone was healthy, but they didn't like being in the bubble. And then their second year together, 
I, I, I do I do think that's year, that year, if Kawhi did not hurt his knee and tear his ACL, I think the Clippers were going to come out of the West for sure. Um, they were on their way to beating the Jazz. And then I think I would have picked them to beat the Suns if Kawhi was healthy. And so, you know, they do have an argument there. I don't know if they would have beaten the Bucks, but I do think they would have come out of the West. And then last year, Kawhi missed all of that, all of the all season. So it's really if the Clippers stars can stay healthy is their one big question. The other thing is, how is team chemistry going to be? I mean, you have a championship coach in Ty Lue, and you know you have to trust that he can put a team together and rally them in. But you know, like we said, when you have a team that's 11 deep, there are players who are not going to get minutes, and they're not going to be happy. And how is that going to affect uh, the team as a whole? And, you know, maybe the Clippers are going into this year with uh, this deep of a rotation because they know Kawhi's not likely going to play back-to-backs at least to start the year. Paul George, you know, given his injury history, he's going to miss some time. Maybe they'll rest him on back-to-backs. And maybe that's really the Clippers' plan. We can load manage our stars because we have depth. So that way we don't go down in the standings and still stay competitive. I, I mean, you know, this team is just, this is a great team. And it pains me to say this as a Lakers fan, but I mean, I, I don't see any team really just giving them a shot besides the Warriors, given their depth and their championship experience. If the Clippers actually try, I think, I mean, this team has the potential to win 67 games, 65, 67. Um, I, I do think that's how good this team is. They have all the qualities that you look for. They have uh, a lead, a lead player that's a top five NBA player when he's healthy in Kawhi. They have a, a top fifteen player in Paul George. They have uh, a primary ball handler in John Wall now. They have the big man in Zubac. Maybe the the center depth is the one weakness on this team because they don't really have a backup center because they lost Hartenstein. And then we already talked about their wings. So. You know, I expect the Clippers to win 65 to 67 games. This is going to be an absolute juggernaut of a team. I don't really see how they could be stopped unless it's injuries or maybe internal strife. But if that, if they get through those issues, I mean, this has to be the favorite to come out of the West and ultimately win the championship as well. And that's it for this pod. Till next time. Bye, guys. I want to give a shout out to our producer, Sandeep, and to let all the listeners know to help us out. And follow us on Instagram at BSJPod and on Twitter as well at BSJPod. You can also find all our episodes uploaded onto our website at www.bsjpod.com. Thank you.